is our number two of the John and Leah show. My name is John Ziegler. My co-host is Leah Brandon. Each Sunday we get together for three hours. We talk about the news of the week, the events of our sometimes bizarre lives, and we do so in an entertaining, informative, and unique fashion. And at least once a week, we take a look at the race for the White House 2016 and on the GOP side, Leah, that has meant recently basically all about one man, Donald Trump, and this week is no exception. That's exactly right. This week, Donald Trump increasing his lead in the polls again, and at least in Iowa, where he's still leading, he's followed closely by Dr. Ben Carson. Trump, fresh off his appearance in Mobile, where he got about 30,000 supporters to show up, headed to Iowa for a campaign stop. Now, in his press conference, uh, Jorge Ramos, a well-known illegal alien activist who calls himself a journalist who works for Univision, refused to wait his turn to be called on, and he interrupted Donald Trump repeatedly. Okay, who's uh, next? Yeah, please. Excuse me, sit down. You weren't called. Sit down. Sit down. Sit down. Go ahead. No, you don't. You haven't been called. Go back to Univision. Now, Ramos was escorted out of the press conference because he wouldn't stop interrupting people, but uh, he was escorted back in not long afterwards. Now, interestingly, the mainstream media characterized what you just heard as a shouting match between Trump and Ramos, and they omitted any reference to Trump letting him back in. Now, I do have a longer example of their exchange, if you would like to hear it, John. <laughs> Maybe this is something we should be doing in pre-production as opposed to on the air live. Well, Why how, not? How long is it, Leah Brandon? Oh, it's about yeah, 30 seconds. Sure, what this is This is after he lets him back in. Here right. the quote shouting match. You cannot deny citizenship to the children in this country. You cannot build a 19... Why do you say that? Well, a lot of people think, no, 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 excuse me, a, a lot of people, no, no, but a lot of people think that's not right, that an act of Congress can do it. Now, it's probably going to be have to be tested in courts, but a lot of people think that if you come and you're on the other side of the border, I'm not talking about Mexico, somebody on the other side of the border, a woman is getting ready to have a baby, she crosses the border for one day, has the baby all of a sudden for the next 80 years, hopefully longer, but for the next 80 years, we have to take care of the people. I don't think this. No, no, no. I, I don't think so. Okay, there that was that was worth it. Um, now, it it doesn't make for good radio because it was visual. But my favorite part of the Trump moment, and I don't know if you remember this or not, Leah. So Trump is you know having to deal with Ramos, and and, he, and he's at first trying to basically hope that he goes away or at least waits his turn like a polite <laughs> reporter might do right, since right. it's his press conference. And it's clear Ramos isn't going to do that. So Trump gives like a crick of the neck and, oh, a, yes. and a nod to his security guy. And he says, go get him. And uh, or something to that effect. And it was straight out of like Al Capone and the untouchables. <laughs> I mean, it was, like, it was like Trump is Capone and he's, he's getting his bodyguard to take care of this guy. And the guy comes right over and Ramos immediately back backpedals uh, like he's, you know, he's on the border of Mexico itself getting back into Tijuana. I mean, it's it was hilarious. Um, <laughs> 
And, you know, it's such a shame because I wish I loved what was happening with Trump. I so wish I loved it because that moment was fantastic. I mean, yeah. Trump might be the only guy in America who hates the news media more than me. Um, yes. And, and he isn't afraid to say it. And, and God bless him for that. And boy, he's entertaining as hell. And boy, it's great to see somebody up there with balls. Taking it, charge. It is all fantastic. Except he's not going to be president. And if he wins the nomination, which actually I think there's a chance he might, which I didn't think a couple weeks ago he would, it's still not a great chance, but it's a theoretical chance. So, so you know, you never know. So you're telling me there's a chance. I mean, the, re the reality is, he cannot win the presidency. Even Why? against Joe Biden, he cannot win the presidency. And You know, I'm I, just not so sure anymore oh. because you know what? He's thrown out all the rules. I agree with that. And that's, None of them apply anymore. Oh, boy, you just said a mouthful, Leah. You know, you know what a great example is? You know, you can make a great argument. That um, forget about being president of the United States. Donald Trump couldn't remain on the the Great Britain version of Big Brother. Do you know what I'm talking about? They just kicked off one of the stars of Big Brother there because they had made some pro Hitler comments in the past. <laughs> now, now, so Trump has an ex-wife who says that he used to have Hitler's books next to his bedpost at night. Now, right there. Trump would get kicked off Big Brother if that ever came out. Forget about being president of the United States. But, but you're right. None of the rules apply. He, they don't. Because he, as I've said, and I think this is an outstanding analogy, even you know as humbly as I can state it, he has every possible virus. He has immunity to all viruses. You cannot kill him because he has everything. I mean, when a guy has made his fortune on casinos, for heaven's sakes, and, and vile bankruptcy four times and, and done numerous TNA female pageants and called women pigs on national TV. and Well, he was right, though, about her. Okay, okay but Leah. I mean, you could be right about a lot of things, but especially if you're a Republican, it doesn't matter. I mean, I'm telling you, I'm just not sure. Okay. I'm not sure that it applies anymore. I, I understand what you are saying. And and as I said last week, I can envision a scenario <laughs> where I just say, F it all. Just You know F what? Just go ahead and jump off the cliff. Well, it's more, <laughs> it, the, you know, there's a famous... If, uh, saying uh, allegedly Bobby Knight quoted this at one time, the Indiana basketball coach, when rape is inevitable, relax and enjoy it. Um, and that's I'm getting real close to Donald Trump. He is figuratively raping the entire Republican uh, establishment process. And some people, by the way, are thrilled about that. I, and he's I, also doing it to the news media. I, you I, see, I, we've never had anybody be able to take them on before. Right. Okay. But, but Leah... Let's be clear. Um, the actual November 2016 election is over a year away. If he mm -hmm. was ever the nominee, you ain't seen nothing yet on the news media attacks on Donald Trump. Um, you know, by the way, one of the things that is it's amazing to me, because, and I, I thought about this because this is one of the few things I think that could derail Trump from having 20 to 30 percent of the Republican primary vote, 
deals with the birther issue. Uh, you know, I actually think about the only thing Trump could do to screw himself would be to say that Obama was born in America. Then people would be going, oh, he's selling out. Um, <laughs> but but the news media has barely even mentioned the birther thing. You don't think the birther thing, the moment he gets the nomination, if that ever were happened, would be 24-7? It that, doesn't matter. But, He'll fight it. It, do, but, it, it, Leah, it just doesn't apply to him. Leah, I, that's what I think. But, but Leah— 60% of the American people are imbeciles, all right? They're imbeciles. Idiots! Imbeciles! They're not, they're not going to be able to think for themselves. So he might get 40% that are, oh, wow, this is the greatest thing ever. But 40% doesn't win an election. Well, I, look uh, at Hillary. Her numbers are okay. tanking, too. All right, well, hold on. We'll, we got to take a break. When we come back, we will get to Hillary. A little bit more on Donald Trump and um, his date with my uh, ex-girlfriend, Sarah Palin, uh, when we come back on the John and Leah Show on the Free Speech Broadcasting Network. This is the John and Leah Show. My name is John Zickler. She's Leah Brandon. She comes at you from Alabama, where they care about guns, Jesus, and very soon college football. I'm at uh, come at you from just north of Los Angeles, where we don't care much about anything, not even ourselves. Uh, talking, uh, continuing to talk about the race to the White House 2016. First, the Republican side, which is all about Donald Trump. And let's be clear, Leah Brandon. <clears throat> how this has happened, all right? Getting it down to brass tacks. I think, you'll, okay. I think you'll agree with this, but tell me if I'm wrong. The reality is this. Donald Trump is everything a man wishes he could be. I agree. He, he is allegedly super rich, although he's not as rich as he thinks he is, but he's certainly rich. No question about it. He's rich. He is famous. He's got a wife way, way hotter than he ever possibly deserves and he's got big brass balls and can say anything he wants because he just doesn't give a flying f that is the dream that is the dream okay listen that is the dream Uh, he is living it there's no question right so that in itself is why he surged to the lead he's playing by totally different rules than the other 15, 16 people in the race. Totally different. And as yes. you said in the last segment, he's breaking all the rules and rewriting them and, 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 and getting away with it, or at least for now. The second part, the second phase to this is that this act, and a large part of it is an act, is tremendous for ratings. And so normal people, the, the, the people who would normally put a stop sign up and say, whoa, wait a minute. Is the Republican Party really going to dive off this cliff and hand a very winnable race to Hillary frickin' Clinton or maybe even Joe flipping Biden? Are we really going to do that? The people like Extreme Rush- view. Oops, sorry about that. I'm sorry, what were you going to say? Oh, no, that... Go right ahead. I'm sorry to interrupt. Oh, well, the people who would normally put up that stop sign, who pretend to care about the conservative movement and who have influence and a voice, people like Rush Limbaugh, Sean Hannity, Mark Levin, Ann Coulter. And <laughs> They're yes, loving him. I know. 
<laughs> and I was going to get to her, Sarah Palin, are all jumping on this bandwagon. Why? Well, because they like the narrative. It's fun. It's been summertime. It's great for ratings during a very bad period of time for ratings. So this is tremendous. They love it. And they don't, frankly, this is the dirty little secret, which only I really ever talk about or write about publicly in conservative circles. They don't care, really, deep down, if Hillary becomes president. Because You mean it, even Sarah Palin doesn't care? It's better for her. The worst thing in the world, the worst thing in the world for Sarah Palin in 2012 would have been if Mitt Romney had won. And that's why she was endorsing Newt Gingrich till the very bitter end. And the same thing for Ann Coulter, same thing for most radio talk show hosts. Barack Obama has been the greatest thing that ever happened to Fox News Channel, greatest thing that ever happened to Matt Drudge. By the way, Drudge is clearly on the, the, the Trump bandwagon in a huge way. That it is life is much much easier in the conservative media if you have a boogeyman in the White House. Obama's been a great boogeyman. Hillary would be a you know a plausibly good boogeyman. Biden would be just flipping hilarious. <laughs> so they don't care. They honestly don't. It, would they? You know, I'm not pretending that they're 100 percent frauds. I mean, will they vote for the Republican? Of course, they. I think they will. But the reality is, if they if we lose, eh. It's actually win-win. Win-win. Oh, good gosh. Win-win. In the state this country is in, how could anybody? Because they're all rich. See, that's the thing, Leah. They're all rich. They got theirs. They don't care. They don't care. Their children and their grandchildren are going to be fine because they're all rich. So they don't give a crap about the future of the country. They just care about what's good for them, what's good for their day, what makes their day easier, what provides content, easier ratings, they don't have to stress. I mean, are you are you I mean, you know, it's never going to happen now, but it should have. If Scott Walker had become president of the United States with Marco Rubio as his vice president, which would have been the easiest way to win this damn election, Rush Limbaugh's life would be horrible. Wow, you know, yeah, that's true. I mean, you would have you would have to work for three hours a day. I mean, because you'd be getting nothing. You got nothing there, which is what you want if you're running a country, but not if you're running a talk show. And so to watch, and I couldn't, I actually could not bring myself to watch all of it. To see Sarah Palin, oh my gosh, as a guest host on a D-level network, One American News, which most of America doesn't even have, interview slash slobber all over Friday night, Donald Trump, a guy who who in 1999 said on Meet the Press, I am very pro-choice and I would not ban partial birth abortion. If president, I mean, this is her number one issue, issue to see is. to see the woman that I put my butt on the line for a <laughs> year to try to save her career and did a hell of a, lot, a job doing it to see that. I, I almost wanted I, I wanted to vomit. I, I, I got agitated. I couldn't even watch it. I could not. She called them Trump servatives, the people <sighs> that are after him. Uh. I've never heard that in my life. I think she made it up. <sighs> It, it's just so depressing in so many ways. All right, more on the race to the White House 2016 when we come back on the Free Speech Broadcasting Network.
Welcome back. This is the John and Leah show. My name is John Ziegler. My co-host is Leah Brandon. And uh, Leah, before we move on to what else is going on in the race to the White House 2016, I just want to amplify a little bit why it was that attempting to watch Sarah Palin interview Donald Trump on the One American News Network on Friday night was so really deeply unbearable. painful for me personally, because a lot of our listeners on 15 stations across the country may not be aware of my history with Sarah Palin. And it's quite a history. Uh, I made a movie after the 2008 presidential election called Media Malpractice, How Obama Got Elected and Palin Was Targeted. One of the features of that movie was a very extensive and very extremely exclusive interview that I did with Sarah Palin after the election was over. The only to my knowledge, real interview she's ever done on the media coverage of that uh, election. And obviously it was the news media that was the dominant force in the entire 2008 cycle. I went up to her home in the middle of January. And it and was, with sled dogs. Right. And it was as everything you would think about Alaska in the middle of January. Uh, interviewed her. It was by far the best interview she's ever done. I mean, by far, by far. Uh, And I went on the Today Show, The View, every cable news network show, and for almost a year became essentially her de facto spokesperson because she was sequestered up there in Alaska, not able to do any interviews while she was still governor. And what really pains me about the Trump thing is not just the hypocrisy and the desperation Because Palin's not even with Fox News Channel anymore. She's not even, I don't know if One American News is going to hire her or not, but this was basically a tryout. So the the desperation of her latching onto the coattails of a guy who I know, I know, doesn't believe anything that she holds dear. Not religiously, not from the, the life issue, none of that. I mean, come on, Trump is lying about his views on abortion. He's lying about his views on religion, uh, which is fine, whatever, but that's the truth of it. And for it, it was so it was incredibly sad to see her kissing his ass. But what was really infuriating as someone who put my own ass on the line for her was this could have been her in the reverse position, Leah. And I don't know if you agree with me on that, but I know it in my bones that if she had done what I told her to do, not that I'm a flipping genius, but, you know, first time I ever met her in her house. And who was I, right? She didn't really know me at that time. We, we, we hadn't really even been in the foxhole together yet. We would later be in a foxhole together, and she should have trusted me more at that point. But I told her, look, because I could tell she wanted to run in 2012. At that time, it was you could see it in her eyes. She no won, way could she have won. No way. No, no, you didn't. Li- you're not listening to me. She could not have won in 2012. I told her, don't even think about it. You, you, there's no chance in the world anybody's beating Obama, which is what I said on the Today Show. How'd that turn out? Um, and because the media wasn't going to let that happen, they weren't going to let their guy go down. No way. Didn't matter who he was running against. But the more important thing here is, I told Sarah Palin, look. Neither you nor anybody else can win anything in 2012. You get, you put your head down, keep your mouth shut. You, you set the record straight about 2008, and then you move on. You govern Alaska. You get reelected. And if you want, run for the Senate seat 
in 2010, and uh, I'm mean, sorry, sorry, 14, that's coming up uh, with a Democrat uh, who is in the office in Alaska. If you want, run for that seat. And then in 2016, you can run either as a former governor or as a sitting member of the U.S. Senate. And the news media will love that narrative. The comeback narrative, they love you because you're great for ratings. You'll be fresh meat again. And you can run as the anti-establishment candidate because you're as far away from Washington, D.C. as you can humanly possibly get in Alaska. Yeah, I think that that could have worked for her had she done that. But good gosh, she did the exact opposite of anything that she should have done. Well, this is why she and I broke up. Um, and and it's funny because everyone presumes that she broke up with me because obviously she's the star and I'm not. I get that. But, Leah, I'm not telling you, Fib, I'm the one that broke up with her. I, I mean, and, and well, I— She just became a joke. Well— she morphed into what they were trying to make her become. Bingo! You're the only person I've ever heard say that, other than me. That's exactly what... It, see, if, if, I, if I had to explain Sarah Palin to people who don't know her, it's that the news media completely got her wrong in 2008. Yeah. But in order to survive, she became what they thought she was. It just unreal. Which is bizarre, but it's true. By the way, and I mean that in every possible way, including her politics. She's not that conservative. She was. She's actually back in 2008. She was a moderate, but because the base loved her so much, and after she resigned from governor of Alaska because she wanted to get rich and stay famous, which I don't blame her. She had endured an enormous amount of hardship. Her family had. You know, you might as well cash out. I, I I respect that, but she didn't. But here's the problem I had. You don't pretend that that's not what you did. See, if you're gonna sell out, I'm fine with that, Sarah. But don't pretend you're doing something else. And she wanted to have it both ways. But the reality is that she became a conservative because that's who her base was. Oh. <laughs> and so she was actually exceedingly moderate. So the point here is. She could have been easily in the Trump position right now, easily, and it could have been awesome, and she would have been unstoppable. Um, but instead, we get her kissing Trump's ass on a Friday night on a network nobody's watching. I mean, I, I wanted to blow my brains out. Um, and with that uh, horrific voice, well, it's the, just awful. The voice is a problem. I agree with that. But she but, should have gotten it fixed. Right, well, here's here's the deal though with with Trump. Okay. Um, the, the bottom line of all this, the more I think about it, Leah, it is impossible for me to make a very strong argument for any of the candidates to win the Republican nomination, including Trump. I can make a far stronger argument against why any of the top contenders are going to win the nomination than I can for. It is almost impossible for me. Now, granted, events happen. But some event is going to have to occur to break this situation up for anybody to be able to get enough delegates to win the nomination without a brokered convention. And, I, and I'm and i one of these people who has always believed the brokered convention thing was a fantasy of political reporters, uh, you know, that it'll never actually happen. Uh, if it's ever going to happen, it's going to be in this cycle because Trump ain't going away. No, there is no putting Donald Trump away. I cannot imagine the scenario where he completely fades before Iowa. It would be 
It would be really tough to imagine. And if that's the case, if Trump is, for lack of a better term, C-blocking all the other people that can theoretically win, how do they survive long enough to pull this out? Now, you know, Jeb Bush is in big trouble. He's got, you know, people who, who are financing his campaign, leaving the campaign. His poll numbers stink. But I keep thinking... You know what? If you're in the middle of a hurricane, the guy with the biggest boat has probably got the best chance to survive. And Jeb's got the biggest boat, and Trump's the hurricane. And somebody is going to be the anti-Trump candidate. It's going to come down to probably two other people, Trump and two others. The the Trump and the non-Trump and then the super non-Trump. That's, <laughs> that's what it's going to be. There's going to be three flavors, Trump, not Trump, and really not Trump. That, and I don't know who those three are going to be, but I don't know how anybody gets a, gets enough delegates, especially under the rules as they are currently interpreted. Uh, so it's Look, gonna... everybody looks weak standing next to Donald Trump. Everybody. And that's Like unfair. Scott Walker. I, I look at him, and I go, how in the world did that guy survived the recalls in Wisconsin. Well, but hold on. I think what you're saying, and I would agree with this, is that through no fault of Scott Walker's, he's in an impossible situation because he had limited charisma to begin with, but now he's in a race where charisma is everything. And exactly. you got, and you got Mr. Charisma dominating all of the attention, soaking up all of the oxygen. And in comparison, if you use this as, you know, the bachelorette, which is basically yes, what this is, if that's this is, right. If this is the bachelorette, the guy who is the nice guy, who's marriage material, I he's never going to get your attention. He never gets any attention because you've got the, you know, this, this, Super charisma. You want guy. the bad boy? The bad boy with charisma <laughs> is taking up all the girls' time, and that's what's <laughs> happening here, folks. All right. And when we come back, uh, enough of the Republicans for this week. We'll talk about what's going on, on the Democratic side uh, on the John and Leah Show on the Free Speech Broadcasting Network. Welcome back. This is the John and Leah Show. My name is John Ziegler. She's Leah Brandon. Our website is www.freespeechbroadcasting.com. That's freespeechbroadcasting.com. You can find out which of the 15 stations uh, across the country, including in New York and Los Angeles, that we are heard on that you can hear uh, both online and over the air. Uh, Leah, we have not yet taken our weekly look at the Democratic side of the race to the White House 2016, so let's do that now. Well, Hillary Clinton has sort of had a bad week. She seems desperate to take the spotlight off the email scandal, so she has taken to slamming Republicans. Also, public opinion has turned starkly negative on her. This week, a Quinnipiac poll was released in which people were asked to describe her in one word. Liar was the number one answer. Clinton in Cleveland calling the Republican candidates who don't believe in abortion terrorists. Extreme views about women. We expect that from some of the terrorist groups. We expect that from people who don't want to live in the modern world. But it's a little hard to take coming from Republicans who want to be the president of the United States. Now, Quinnipiac's poll also shows Joe Biden doing better than Hillary Clinton in hypothetical matchups. 
But on one conference call this week with the DNC, Biden all but said he's really not planning on running. Um, now, I didn't hear that. Uh, now, w- what was the actual quote from Joe Biden in that conference call? I don't have the actual quote in front of me, but he said that his heart uh, was in it, but that he is just not, the rest of him is not. Hmm. I, I don't he, know how... How did I miss that? Oh yeah, because <laughs> I, I didn't. I have not seen that, uh, and I've been a little bit busy the last few days. But well, if that, I can always find it for you. No, I believe you, Leah. Believe me, I I trust you what you say implicitly. Um, if that's true, that's big news because then that means Hillary is the nominee uh, for sure. Uh, now let's deal with that first. Let's deal with Hillary and then Biden real quick. Um, okay. W- with regard to Hillary. Uh, is it good news that uh, the, a huge portion of the American people immediately think of liar when they think of Hillary Clinton? Absolutely. No. What, what, what do you mean, no? Why, why is that not good news? Well, because they, look who we've had. We've had the liar-in-chief for eight years. I mean, what difference does it make? Right, but they don't think of him as a liar. They don't think of Barack Obama as a liar. The fact that, that a, a large portion of the American people seem to get that Hillary Clinton is not trustworthy would ordinarily be really good news, except that currently the frontrunner for the GOP nomination is a lunatic. So <laughs> when you match up normally, when you play the card game of general election presidential politics— Liar gets beat by everything. The one thing liar doesn't get beat by? Lunatic. <laughs> That's the only thing liar beats is lunatic. And guess who we're going to nominate? A lunatic. A megalomaniac. Fantastic. <laughs> Great jobs. Congratulations, Republicans. You found the only card that can lose to liar. fan freaking tastic I, I, that's I'm telling you, that's the only card that will lose because it will. You know why? People can deal with a liar. They can't deal with a lunatic who the media will convince them will put their safety at risk because his finger is going to be on the nuclear button. That's what's going to happen if Donald Trump is the nominee. He will be discredited as a lunatic megalomaniac. That will be the narrative and that will stick. That will stick to more than 50% against Hillary. When it can, If it were to come down to it, between Hillary and Trump, people with the last moment would go to safety. The liar they know is better than the lunatic megalomaniac they don't really know. And that would be Donald Trump. All right, but... You know, and as far as whether or not Hillary's going to be the nominee, of course, you know, I've been hearing from conservatives for weeks. Oh, the email scandal is going to bring her down. She's going to be in handcuffs. She's not going to be able to run. Blah, 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 blah. Um, Let me just I had a conversation with my veterinarian of all people, and he mm-hmm. is a very, very smart man. Mm-hmm. He is as liberal as they come, and he doesn't believe anything about the email scandal he listens to pbs all the time he's convinced that it's the republicans that have made it up of course which is why there's no way we're getting through to these people no 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 we're the conservative media is in its own echo chamber which is why they all deluded themselves that mitt romney was going to beat barack obama which is why i was the only one of the only conservatives to prominently say you're all nuts romney's going to lose and i wrote an article the day before the election why romney lost uh that was on the front page of the Huffington post because none of the conservative media outlets had the balls to carry it because they all deluded themselves so that's the reality that we're living in folks you're not getting good in 
information, except no. except here on the John and Leah show. Now, as far as Biden, and I, I did not know about the conference call thing, but I, I have the quote if you want it. Sure. Give me the quote. So uh, he says, if I were to announce to run, I'd have to be able to commit to all of you that I would be able to give it my whole heart and my whole soul. And right now, both are pretty well banged up, and we're trying to figure out that issue. Oh, that's not saying no. No, 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 he no, says, no, no. That's, that's the truth of the matter, but okay. believe me, I'm giving this a lot of thought internally. That's oh, how we do things. Okay, well, that's why it didn't get a ton of play, because that's not a no. Yeah, it is. No, 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 no. No, 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 Leah, 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 Leah. I don't know whether he's going to run or not, but that's not a no. That's a... I'm thinking about it, but I need you guys to convince me it's a good idea because I kind of want to do it, but I need a good out if you guys tell me it's a bad idea. they, they got to remember who his audience is, Leah. That is not a I'm not running, okay? Now, but here's I, – I, I've used this analogy before, but I think it's a really good one, and that's why I'm going to repeat it, and I may repeat it again in the future. If you want to understand – the Democratic nominating process with regard to Joe Biden and Hillary Clinton. Just watch the movie Valkyrie with Tom Cruise. Valkyrie is the movie about the effort to get Adolf Hitler called Operation Valkyrie. Because the Democratic primary will be all, I've never seen this before in my lifetime, all about whether or not Hillary is inevitable enough to scare off all challenges. Very similar to what happened with Hitler. There were Germans who believed Hitler was bad news and was going to bring them down, kind of like Democrats and Hillary. She's bad news and she's going to bring us down. But only a few had the balls to try to take him out. Tom Cruise's character tried to do that. And for a while, when people thought Hitler, that Hitler, boy, that was a Freudian slip, when Hitler <laughs> was going down, they rallied to him. But as soon as they realized Hitler wasn't going down, they all ran like rats off a ship. And everybody who was left standing got assassinated, got, got put out to the, the firing squad. Uh, that's what's happening with Biden. If Hillary remains inevitable, she's untouchable. But if Biden and the Tom Cruise character can get the briefcase close enough to one of her legs and blow one off and Obama comes in and helps him out, then everyone's going to rush to his side. The Hillary people know this. And all week long, that's all they've been doing. They're trying to shore up their base. They're trying to shore up their establishment support. They're trying to get superdelegates to commit to them, saying, look, we're going to win. This is your last chance to get on the bus. If you're not on the bus, you're going to be on the firing squad. That's that, and that, and that is, by the way, exactly what the Hillary people ought to be doing, because that's their only weapon at this point, intimidation. And if you don't use the intimidation while you still have it, once it's gone, you have no weapons left. <laughs> I mean, so, and so Biden, that's why Biden's hesitant. He's not but, running. You he's might, not. But, I don't think he's ever going to get in. I be, don't think he's going to do it. Because of his son dying? or be, No, I think it's, uh, it's too late He's been unsuccessful before. I just don't think that he, I just don't think he can do it. Well, you might be right. But it, in large part, it's going to be because he, he decides or someone closes it to him decides, uh, Joe. You can't let, beat her. You can't beat her. You don't want to end her, your career on the firing squad. That's what it's going to be. Um, if they tell him, you can do this. And if Obama says, hey, Joe, I'll get your back. Not that I would believe Obama if he said that to me. But if he <laughs> if Obama says that to Joe, I think Joe will get in. And boy, would that be interesting. All right. Um, now, when we come back, 
you've got to stay tuned. You've got to stay tuned because um, there was only one good thing to come out of Hurricane Katrina 10 years ago this weekend. <laughs> and that was a, um, a music retrospective that uh, my show did when uh, Lee and I worked together in Los Angeles that was 10 years ago when this happened, obviously. We're going to play that for you when we come back. It is um, absolutely worth the wait. Uh, you might even want to record this if you're able to because it's hilarious. And it will remind you of just how insane, utterly insane, all of America, all of our media, all of our politics became in the wake of Hurricane Katrina. That's coming up next on the John and Leah Show right here on the Free Speech Broadcasting Network. 